time in the Psalms, Psalm number 100. Psalm number 100. You're probably already thinking of uh, some of the what Psalm 100 has to say. Take a fresh look at it tonight. <clears throat> and let's pray. Lord, uh, help me. I, I pray, Lord, to encourage your people here this evening. And uh, Lord, thank you for the joy that we have in you. Thank you for the great hope that isn't um, perhaps or maybe or we wish, but it is the hope that is placed upon the bedrock of your word that lets us know that because of his belief in the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior that Phil is with you um, today. And uh, Lord, uh, um, just uh, give him our, our joyful uh, regards and uh, we pray that you be with us in this time in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, uh, Psalm 100. You want me to switch over to this? Okay. It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. What a wonderful psalm. And it says there in verse number two, and I want to take, I want to take that first line and I want to make uh, three parts of it, which will not do damage to the passage at all. Um, it will just serve, I believe, the purpose of, of that, that phrase. And that is, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. I think of that first word there, serve. And, and certainly, as Christians, we have a work to do. And the Bible does talk about us working. But you know, there's, there's another dimension that comes to work if we look at it as service. If we look at it as service. And recently, my sons had just given an invitation to some men to come to our house um, to do a woodcutting party. Now, it may, may be debatable if that can really be categorized as a party or not. But, you know, initially I was kind of like, you know, we've, been, we've, done, we've done wood for a long, long time. 20 years ago, you know, when, uh, in Warren, we were cutting firewood. And Brother Dave came over a couple of times. I remember we had a load of slab wood. I had the brilliant idea of having delivered one year. Save a whole bunch of money. Just have this big, this, this, uh, one of those triaxles come in and just unload a whole bunch of slab wood. And that was the dirtiest wood that we have, have ever encountered. How about you, Brother Dave? Brother Dave, I think you had a, you had a new saw, didn't you? You had a new little swanky tool, I remember, to, to uh, like a Dremel or something to, to sharpen your blade with. And I remember you were pretty excited about coming over and, and lighting into that pile, but 
<laughs> it seemed like we had to stop every 10 minutes to sharpen our saw when we were working on that, uh, on that pile there. But I do remember, you know, uh, um, uh, I think of it in, in terms of Dave, you know, just wanted to, to serve and be, be a blessing. And, and the men that were willing to come over, I wasn't, you know, I, 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 have, I have an easier time thinking of terms of going to serve someone else than of, you know, a bunch of people coming, you know, to my place and serving. And we've, uh, we've always been able to, you know, get the wood done. I know there's a little different circumstances this year. This is the first year that, you know, that, that I have all of my sons, they work full time. And, and some of these guys, they get out the door at hours in which human beings, I don't think, are meant to even be awake. And, uh, and they come home, you know, after dark. Um, and they're hard workers. They're just not around for me to use and abuse them much anymore. And so I had said, you know, let's take a Saturday, guys, schedule it, and help your old pops out. Well, and they thought, hey, let's put the idea out, and maybe some other guys would like to come over and stuff. And uh, so I know that whoever would have shown up for that, and then in, in different ones have asked about it, and I've kind of gotten an inkling, you know, that there were guys that were going to come over, and there was a food uh, plan and everything. It, it would have been a lot of fun. Um, and, and, and it was an act of service. And an act of service is really akin to an act of caring and, and of love. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so, you know, maybe there, there's some talk... Uh, about maybe rescheduling that for the beginning of November or something. Um, and if that happens, I look forward to, you know, to being with the guys and, 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 and cutting some wood maybe on a nice, crisp fall day if it works out. But, uh, you know, service is different than just mere work. Sometimes we've got to work because it just needs to get done. We've got to work. I've had jobs that I did not enjoy hardly at all, but I knew I had to have a job, right? I had some responsibilities. I had to keep... <laughs> I had to keep water coming out of the tap a little quicker than it was going down the drain, if you want to use that analogy, right? Um, and, uh, and so, you know, but service is a concept that is more heartfelt. And so it talks there about serving, and it says, well, let's add another dimension to that, because this is a great plan this is a great playbook for every day of your life as a Christian. Start out with the concept of serving, and then add this to it, serve the Lord. Now, when I was, uh, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be laid out for a couple weeks here, and we have a couple of nice days. They've been pretty rare, it seems like, this summer. Um, and uh, so I'm going to get out there these two days, and I'm going to split wood. And so I did. And, you know, I had a great time doing that. But really, the, the reason why I enjoyed it especially is because I see the whole wood ministry at our house as service to my family, right? We're going to save some money. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna invest in a way that helps us keep warm this winter, right? And, and so when you, when you have somebody that you're, you know, you're not just serving for the kind of undetached notion of it. You're serving someone, you're setting your heart towards someone as you do this action, right? There's a lot of service that goes on in our church. A lot of times we don't even know that somebody's serving somebody else. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, we don't have to know what everybody's doing. The Lord knows. And if ultimately we're looking at whatever it is we're involved in, that we're serving the Lord, that's what the verse says, serve the Lord. Now, as you're serving the Lord, you're going to serve some others as well. 
But ultimately, we're serving the Lord. We're serving the Lord. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Keep your finger there. We'll come back to, uh, to, to Psalm 100. Ephesians chapter 6. It says in uh, verse number 6, Ephesians 6, 6, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of, what? Of Christ, doing the will of, the God, of God. Now look at what it says here. From the heart. From the heart. And you're serving the Lord as an act from your heart. You're putting your heart into it. It's from your heart, and you put your heart into it, and your heart is towards uh, the Lord. And, you know, when, even as you're serving others, it's not with the motive of being a, a, a men-pleaser. Like, you're thinking, okay, I hope that this person realizes that this favor is going to be called someday, you know? Yeah, I'm totally willing to come and serve here. As long as uh, I kind of have it tucked in my back pocket, I get a little something out of this eventually. That's not service. An act of service expects nothing in return. And it's not done to please another person, even though it probably will. It's done out of a heart to the Lord. That's what Christians do. They serve out of a heart for the Lord. And there's a great stability in that. Because let's say that we serve... And we get all kinds of accolades for that. And that becomes, in a very subtle fashion maybe, our motivation. Man, I want to do that again because I became borderline famous by doing that. Right? <laughs> and so there's a danger there. There's another danger. We might do something. We might have expectations of getting some recognition. And it's crickets. And then you're like, oh, man. I mean... See if I help there again. I did all that work and nobody said boo. Right? Neither one of those are really going to matter all that much if we're doing it for the Lord. You're not going to get, you know, super hyped up because you got accolades for it because you were doing it for the Lord anyways. And you're not going to have to, you know, like we do sometimes as human beings, um, what's the cliche? Fish for compliments. Right? Go on a little fishing expedition so that you make sure that people notice, right? Um, but you're not trying to hide it either. It's just something, look, you did something for the Lord and you served the Lord and ultimately that was what you put your heart in. That's what your heart was, right? And it's a great prescription for every day of your life. Serve what? The Lord. Serve the Lord. And we talk about those terms a lot, but there's a real practical aspect to that in real life. And then it says this, serve the Lord. So here's a three-part prescription. Serve the Lord, what? With gladness. With gladness. I'm glad to serve the Lord. It's not mere duty. It's not something that I say, yeah, well, somebody's got to do it. You know? Doesn't, if I'm not going to do it, it's probably not going to get done. Well, I don't know. None of us are really unexpendable, ultimately. Um, but yet, 
God gives all of us the privilege. Every single one of us can serve the Lord with gladness. And every one of us is very uniquely made with unique gifts to be a part of the function of a church. And, uh, you know, does God, does he ultimately need us? To the degree in which he made us to be a body and in which he is entrusting stewardship to us. And it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Faithful about what? I believe it's about serving the Lord with gladness. When you serve the Lord with gladness, you're looking fully and exclusively to the Lord for any blessing and reward that he wants to give for that. And it's no strings attached. And it's just it's thinking, you know, you know what I'd really love? If someday the Lord would say to me, you did good, my servant. You did good. My good and faithful servant. Not only did you serve, but you served me. Not only did you serve me, but you did it with a good attitude. You did it with gladness. You did it in a joyful fashion. And when there is a bunch of Christians that are serving the Lord with gladness, there's no telling what the Lord will do with that. There's no telling. That's a powerful church. That's a powerful body. And uh, it's one that brings glory to, to God. Um, it does go on to say, come before His presence with singing. And uh, we were able to sing a little bit extra today, tonight. Um, we, uh, we have uh, young people that are stepping into the accompaniment for our singing um, for the first time. You know, they've been working and they've gotten to that point where they can now they can play some songs so the rest of us can sing along with that. And we want to prayerfully sustain that. The congregational singing in our church is primary and it's a blessing. It's, it generally it is enthusiastic and energetic and we can probably do better, but we're coming a long ways and we're going to keep, keep uh, as, as an offering to the Lord. We want to come into His presence with singing. It's a, great, it's a great act of service from the heart. Remember, uh, Nehemiah, he went before the king and he was burdened and he was sad. And he realized that it was inappropriate to come before. He was thinking, man, I, ho I hope the king has mercy on me because I came into his presence without joy. And he just realized it was appropriate before a, even a human king, right? How much more before the King of Kings for us to come into His presence with singing? Come into His presence with singing. We want to be a singing people, a singing church uh, from the heart. Um, in the context here, it seems like it's one of those things, little acts of service that we can do um, towards the Lord with gladness. Because think about it. We're musical to whatever degree we are because we're made in God's image. He's a musical God. And I just think it's one of those things, obviously I don't speak for God, but looking in His Word, it seems like it's one of those things that He just gets a kick out of because, you know, He made us to be musical, and when we put that together through our mind and heart and vocal cords and we express that to Him in a joyful fashion, it's just like this very simple, heartfelt way that we can serve Him. Um, and it doesn't really accomplish a whole lot, except 
just to please him. I know it edifies us as well, and, and there's some teaching and instruction. The Bible says it goes on in that. And we want to be clear in that. But ultimately, Lord, we love you. This is the least we can do. Just give an act of service to you, express together um, in a joyful fashion what that is. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. And these psalms are actually songs. These are songs of praise, right? And, and so uh, uh, we haven't made ourselves, Lord. You made us, and we're the sheep of your pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. And when we talk about serving the Lord, we're talking about who he, he is. And that's why he's worthy to be, uh, to be served. Um, let's pray. Lord, uh, I just uh, 